Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the number one rated fantasy embedding podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the Thursday the showdown slate, the one game from a player props DFS embedding standpoint between the Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots. Both of these teams played earlier in the week last week, so you might actually remember their performances. You ended up seeing the big Ramondre Stevenson game, the big Quez Watkins screen pass for a touchdown, and then, you know, some other things here and there during those games. But you probably weren't able to tell how many players were playing, how many snaps, and how many routes run the receivers and running backs and tight ends had, and what the overall yards per attempt for the quarterback. So all that stuff I've spent the last three to five days for every single game, all 16 games, 32 teams last week, any player that took a snap, I have their snaps logged, their performance log, their routes run, whatever it might be, all logged. It's on Patreon for all you patrons. It will be releasing for the specific day that those teams play games. So for today, we have it for the showdown slate. And as I see right now, we've got a five page document on notes, everything you need to know. And when I say everything, everything you need to know to have the biggest leg up possible on the competition, whether it's the bookies in the betting market, player props, or DFS. As always for these showdown slates, if you're playing DFS, it's going to be the defenses that are going to stand out. That should at least one and probably both be in your lineup because they'll play the whole game and they do make for strong captains. Wide receivers will be your best preseason captain options in general, but it's always important to look at the specific slate. I think this one has some nice receivers and we'll talk about them. But let's start with the quarterbacks. You don't have to roster a quarterback, but the quarterbacks in this game, and we haven't gotten news as of this recording. I'm recording this on Wednesday afternoon. We haven't gotten news on how much the starters are going to play exactly, and we'll be live tomorrow. So if we get that news, if and when, we can always cover and answer your questions before the game start an hour before on the live stream. So be sure to hit the notification bell so you know when that's happening. But the main quarterback that stands out to me, and there's two of them, but the main one would be Mac Jones in this game. And that's because in the first preseason game, they said, hey, Mac, go out there and play 55.9% of the snaps. He had 33 snaps in that game, and he ended up playing very solid. It was the just cut, dink and dunk, and over the top, there you go for one of them, just out of the reach of Gunner last week. So I do think that this is a nice spot for Mac Jones to yet again play a half of football, if not a little bit more. I do think Cam Newton plays maybe an extra series, but you see potentially less than 24% of the snaps like last week for Brian Hoyer. So Mac Jones is somebody who stands out. Now you don't have to play quarterback. I don't think you have to, but if there's going to be a guy in a game to play half the game, not many guys are going to play more than that than Mac Jones. Jalen Hurts, if you want to take the risk, would be the other quarterback to play. He played 10 snaps, 22% of the team snaps last week. He had a rushing attempt. He looked fine. There was like two drops. It was like four of seven overall, mainly to tight ends on four of those targets, one for Goddard and three for Ertz. So I think he's fine if you want to go there. If we get news that he's going to play a half, he's potentially the best play on the entire slate thanks to his mobile upside. Right now, I give the edge to Mac Jones based on where we're at. Any other players that at the quarterback position that stand out, it would be Cam Newton. Just because if he saw an increased run, he might play a quarter and a half, has some mobile upside, but I'm not looking to play him. Now at the running back position, we actually have some news. on Johnson injured his knee, and then he was quickly cut by this Eagles team. Miles Sanders did not play week one. Now, I would expect Miles Sanders, if the starters take snaps, to play in this game. So just track that status. But even if that's said, even if he plays a drive in this game or two and takes the carry on Johnson usage, you still saw a lot of usage for who I think might be the best and is, in my opinion, the best running back play on the slate right now. And that is Kenny Gainwell. Now, there's four running backs who all stand out nicely, but Gainwell ended up leading the team with 19 snaps at the running back position last week nine more than any other running back. Now, we didn't really have carries, but that's been this thing. If you've been tracking the camp news, and you probably haven't because who does except for psychopaths like me, but if you're tracking the camp news, he's not getting carries in camp all that much right now, Gainwell, in terms of their actual scrimmages. He's basically just catching passes, but for PPR formats, we like that. Whether it's prize picks for the player props, DraftKings, we do like that. So he only had two attempts, but he ran 13 routes and he ended up seeing four targets, which gives you some upside there. So when I say best play in this slate, I think best play at the running back position from the Eagles side. We'll get to the Patriots running back, who I think is the overall best options 
moving forward. Other than that, Jason Huntley on this Eagles team, right now it looks like he's not going to make the roster unless he can somehow push Jordan Howard, the veteran. I don't think that's going to happen. They brought back Jordan Howard for a reason, but Huntley should see some more work. Last week, you saw Huntley play the second most snaps of the running back position. He had 10 snaps. He led the team in attempts, albeit it was just four, and he saw five routes run for two targets. So not that much overall work for him. He had six opportunities in that game, though. Now, if we move to the other side, the guy who's going to stand out the most for me in this game is J.J. Taylor. And everybody's going to say, what do you mean? Ramondre Stevenson was way better. He was. But a lot of that came on a 90 plus yard touchdown. I know he had two total in the game, but JJ Taylor was involved in so many different ways. He played 27.1% of the snaps that led all of the running backs, including Ramondre Stevenson with 16 running back snaps. He also ran 11 running back routes. That was eight more than Ramondre Stevenson. And how did that help JJ Taylor? Well, he ended up catching all five of those targets for 31 yards. Now, I don't think again on 11 routes running, he's going to see five targets, but if he runs 12 routes in this game and sees three or four targets, a real possibility and has three or four receptions, that's massive upside. I mean, right there, including the yards after the catch you're probably getting six or seven fantasy points which is just a very high hill for Andre Stevenson to climb who's probably not gonna have that much passing usage like last week now I do like Stevenson he's one of the four best running back options right there is two or three behind Gainwell probably and also JJ Taylor he's right there but you have to take into account if you're playing in tournaments he's going to be highly owned because of what he did last week and nobody really paying attention to the preseason all that much except probably you for watching this video shout out you but for the most part everybody's gonna say oh I remember seeing him on ESPN he had that big run oh look at his stat log he went off last week why would I not play him so you have to factor in the ownership to an extent there I still do like JJ Taylor because he has the dual threat ability when Stevenson is mainly just going to be a rusher now a bigger back in the fourth quarter against worse defenders you might see what he did last week again so Stevenson for me is in play he played 25 percent of the snap last week he had 15 snaps one less than JJ Taylor but he only ran three routes that was the downside he did have a team high 10 attempts but I'm not going to bank on the 10 carries for 127 yards and two touchdowns those 10 carries which are a lot even if he sees that much volume again it could very easily be 10 carries for 37 yards and no touchdowns there's no real passing game upside here for him so those would be the main four running backs for me now there's other guys in play depending on what the news that we get Damian Harris if he plays again and plays a quarter or more he's in play definitely touchdown upside if Sony Michelle sees as much usage as he did last week seeing double-digit snaps he'll definitely stay in play Jordan Howard with no carry on Johnson now although Jordan Howard not the greatest last week did not get used all that much average 1.7 yards per carry last year has to be in play if there's no carry on and now he sees an extra series same exact analysis could be said for uh, Boston Scott we'll get more news on exactly what those guys are going to do if they see similar usage to last week not really interested I'll take the other four guys if there's expectations that one or two of them are going to see more usage we'll talk about it tomorrow on the live stream it'll also all be updated on the Patreon rankings we have the game notes those five pages but also ranked tiers so exactly my number one priority down through probably my number 15 to 20 priority for this game you can check it out not just for the showdown slate but the multiple games on Friday the big slate on Saturday and we have games on Sunday and Monday this week so five straight days of football it's fantastic to say that the only time I think we'll get that all year long to check it all out down below and before we get to the wider receivers I want to talk about some of the running back props that I've taken I've taken the over 4.6 fantasy points for Kenny Gamewell and over 4.7 for Jason Huntley now I will say the Huntley and this is on prize picks you can check it out down below if you want your chance at a free yes f-r-e-e yes that is free hundred dollar bet up to a hundred dollars you can use the code Sal might as well use it the preseason we've been absolutely dominating every single slate last week we ended up winning and profiting big time last week we're talking multiples thousands of dollars in the discord over one not just for myself but a bunch of people so Jason Huntley is my concern because there is a chance that he just plays 10 snaps and they say you know what we know we're going to cut you we're not giving you a lot of usage so that would be my concern if you don't want to take him but I do feel good about Kenny Gainwell I think Kenny Gainwell runs 12 to 15 routes sees two to five carries in this game probably leads to three to five targets that type of usage of six to eight opportunities for a pass catching running back to just score 4.6 points in the preseason I think I take that there so the over on Kenny Gainwell the over on Jason Huntley unfortunately they're raising the overs on these guys but no carry on Johnson helps 
Those are the two running back props I've taken. I've also taken two receiver props. We'll get to those after we talk about the receivers, but you can use that code Sal to take advantage of that. So now we can slide into the wide receivers. And I think there's two that stand out from an opportunity standpoint from either team more than anybody else on this slate and what they did with those opportunities. The first one is Christian Wilkerson, who is the bottom of the depth chart for the Patriots trying to make the team. Does look like a solid guy out there just in terms of his overall stature. And last week he played 32 snaps, second on the team at the wide receiver position behind Nikhil Harry. 54.2% of the game he was out there for. He ended up running 21 routes and he led everybody with eight targets. And he fit really well into this Mac Jones scheme. Jones was targeting him often in terms of just these short, quick, four to 10 yard routes. Wilkerson was making defenses pay. He was being able to get open on those underneath type routes. He had six catches for 39 yards. It's not going to jump off the page in terms of yardage. He had three slot snaps, which led this team, but that overall volume is fantastic. So he has to be in play. He's somebody that I do think that production can withstand because of the massive volume that he got last game routes run wise. Now the other guy is the complete opposite in terms of his production. The usage was similar. You saw Nikhil Harry lead every single player in the Patriots last week in overall snaps, 36. He played 61% of the snaps Nikhil Harry. Two years ago, their first round pick, but he did nothing with those snaps. He only ended up getting one target in the game on 23 routes run, a team leading 23 routes. But I'm not going to just take one game for it. If we get another 30-something snaps, another 20 to 15-plus routes run out of Nikhil Harry, I'm going to take my chances with it because in the preseason and in showdown, we need to take advantage of opportunity. And he had double than what most guys get in terms of their usage in the preseason. So we'll go back to the well with Nikhil Harry and Wilkerson from the Patriots side. Now, I know what you're saying. My number one overall play last week on the Eagles slate was Quez Watkins. And he ended up, uh, he just missed the deep touch on Jalen Hurts, overthrew him by about a step, beat his guy from three steps. But then his fast speed ended up showing off his fastest of fast speeds on the entire team when he took a screen from Joe Flacco to the house. And it ended up paying off for us for Martyrs, the number one overall ranked receiver and player. In week one, he did play 14 snaps, which is not that many. He just took advantage of his opportunity. He only ran 12 routes in week one because he's important to this team. They're saying that he's pushing for the number three wide receiver job right now. So it's going to be Devonta Smith, Jalen Rager, and Quez Watkins is pushing for the number three wide receiver job. So if that's the case, if he's actually going to be a starter, yeah, he should be treated like a starter. Or he's not going to see a lot of usage. So he saw 12 routes last week. That's decent. He had the 120-plus yard target and then that big screen touchdown. But for the most part, 12 routes run is not going to get it done for you more times than not. He's a quality player out there, but I think he's going to be over-owned for this game. Still in play, but I think you should only expect around 10 routes run for him in this game. And that is a concern compared to guys who are going to be running 20 routes in this game. On the flip side of that, last week you got the production from Quez Watkins on less usage, and you got no production on more usage from J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, the former second-round pick. He ended up seeing 22 snaps last week. He led all of the receivers with 14 routes, so more than Quez Watkins, and all he got from that was one target. That being said, he put up a goose egg last week. Nobody's going to own him. He's going to be out there. He is trying to fight for a roster spot for a guy who does have skill, not just size, but massive speed. Again, I know there was a goose egg last week, but he's going to be lower owned and he's probably going to see more usage than a Quez Watkins. I like our Sega White side this week. And then after that, you can see a lot of guys getting some usage. Last week, Travis Fulgham actually played 19 snaps. He ran 15 routes. He saw no targets. Same exact thing for Greg Ward on Philadelphia. These are guys that played a lot in the game. Ward had 21 snaps last week. He ran 16 routes, which ended up leading to zero targets though, but he was out there a lot. Same exact thing for another starting receiver in Jalen Rager. Played 17 snaps. He saw three targets. Ended up catching a ball, dropping a ball on 12 routes run 12 routes run is not great but i think he will be lower on these are some other options now that we're getting down the list i have a lot of wide receivers in play i think this week right now on my list right here there's like 12 guys 13 guys that i'm actually going to rank for this slate we just named a bunch of them other guys to consider jacoby myers played about 26 27 of his snaps week one he'll remain in play again not a priority but once you start getting to that wide receiver six seven eight guy he's in that range isaiah zuber is somebody to point out he played 22 percent of the snaps but only ran four routes and saw three targets you're not going to get a 75 percent target rate moving forward 
to just keep that in mind. If you're like, oh, this guy had a couple catches last week, I'm definitely going to start him. Just keep in mind, he only ran four routes last week. That's not good usage. Gunner is another guy who continues to run routes in the preseason now since 2019 to 2021 in their first game, and he's just not great. He had the, he almost had the deep touchdown if he would have ran under it a little more. Mac Jones barely overthrowing him. If anything, it was just a bang-bang play. But for the most part, he's running short, shallow routes, and he just doesn't get separation. He's in play because he's going to run 12, 15 routes in this game, but not great. Another guy, a former Charger, Andre Patton, a veteran. He played 19 snaps, the second most routes, 13 routes run, and three targets for the Eagles. Keep that in mind. He's kind of a zero in terms of getting separation, but he was out there a lot. Very similar to Whiteside last week, put up a goose egg, but was out there a ton. They both ran the highest routes on the Eagles. So Andre Patton is a very sneaky name, who I don't think is a good player, who from the NFL couldn't get separation, and the preseason last week couldn't get separation, but he got targeted. I think it's a sneaky name that won't be that highly owned at the wide receiver position. So as we finish up receivers, these are the two receiver props I've taken so far. And I plan to take more. The showdown slate, though, you just don't have many options to choose from. But as we get more news, I'll take more overs or unders. And these are the two guys, the guys we just talked a lot about in terms of snap and routes run leading the Patriots. Wilkerson with eight targets, right? So over 3.3 fantasy points. I think that's the best prop on the board right now. I think no matter what, he's going to lead to probably four to five targets in this game of short distance. You have two receptions and it's really difficult in a point per reception prize picks to not go over that. Nikhil Harry is a question mark, right? He ran a ton of routes, high snaps, highest routes last week and did nothing. He is fighting for, I mean, I think he has a roster spot, but he's still fighting for some sort of usage in this offense, if not a roster spot, if he keeps laying goose eggs in preseason games. So I take Nikhil Harry over 3.5 points because I think he runs 20 routes. I think he probably sees three to four targets in this game. We're hoping for one big reception or two decent receptions. You could use that code SAL, S-A-L, and that will get you a free match up to $100, a limited time offer. Check it out on Price Picks, just player props, over-unders. They also have stats. They have different sports. Check it all out while the offer is lasting. And outside of that, like, I don't really want to own tight ends. I do think that some tight ends are interesting from last week the main one being Tyree Jackson former college quarterback he played 20 snaps he ran 15 routes so he's basically like a receiver out there and he had four slot targets so they used him as a slot wide receiver that's elite for a tight end he ended up seeing five total targets two catches 32 yards so if you were ever to play a tight end it would be Tyree Jackson because he's being massively used Zach Ertz only played seven snaps but saw three targets had a drop during that time as well overthrown on another one so Zach Ertz this might be somebody you say yeah I want to play this guy if the starters get more run I'm down to do that if you see 12 to 15 snaps out of Zach Ertz and double his routes run but other than that it's really just Tyree Jackson you saw John Smith get hurt last week not expecting him to play in this game the only Patriots tight end that's even worth mentioning is Matt Lacoste he's an NFL veteran he played 54% of the snaps last week and he ran a crazy 20 routes but zero targets this guy ran 20 routes last week for the Patriots but zero targets and he's a tight end not going to be heavily involved in the offense like you saw last week but at least should be worth mentioning that he was running a ton a ton of routes he was third on the Patriots with those 20 routes behind just Wilkerson and Nikhil Harry so that's where Matt in terms of just the analysis for this game it's a relatively quicker video because it's just one game but we'll have videos out for friday saturday sunday and monday for dfs we have season-long content going out to the fantasy football 2021 playlist it'll pop up at the end of this video be sure to check out all that stuff so you can dominate your drafts so i appreciate y'all tuning into this video i will see you all live tomorrow an hour before the game starts and in all the other videos for the week if you are still here with me hit the like button and let me know in the comments who's your favorite play for this showdown slate chat with you all tomorrow